<laughs> hey, hey everybody, how you doing? My name is Noel Michael Smith and you're listening to the Lofu Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. I'm bringing you the last show, the last podcast of 2018. Today is Monday the 21st, 21st of December 2018 and yeah it's the last podcast all right so yesterday as I said yesterday country folk we're going to be talking about country folk and what is this country folk subject all about and well you know that I live out here where I'm recording from now the sunny town of Rygate and I love this place you know I've heard you've heard me talk about my hometown many times before and yes, it is classed as countryside. That's the categorised I will put it into. It's just outside London. We're not far from London. I just have to jump on a train and it's one stop from Red Hill, which is the nearest big train station. Red Hill straight into um, central London, Clapham Junction or Victoria or London Bridge, whichever one of those stations you want to jump off at. And it's interesting that I choose to live out here because... I've got the best of both for us. It's great going into London and it's nice coming out here in Rygate. And I also teach in another couple of suburb areas as well. Epsom and also Chesington. You know Chesington World of Adventures where they have the amusement park. I teach there as well. So there are two places. Chesington and Epsom are a little bit closer to London than where I am. But accessibility is probably about the same. That means that the train journey from A to B is actually probably quicker to get into London from where I am than from those folks that are out in Chesington and Epsom. So why am I going to be talking about London folk and country folk? Because I think that wherever you are based, it has a profound effect on your outgoing, what you know, your subconscious. And I'll come back to the subconscious in a moment. Now, many people keep asking me, why do I live in Rygate and how comes I teach so far? I mainly get this from people in the Surrey area when I tell them where I teach in West London, predominantly classes in West London and in fact I have classes in Central London where the city people are, you know, stocks and shares and all that, bankers and people always say, well, why do you travel so far? Number one, it's better paid out there and I know you've got to offset that against traveling but if you're doing the classes all backed up in the same area then you're only paying for one set of traveling as opposed to two or three so it does end up being more cost effective for me to work in London not only that there's a couple of other important things as well that I honestly do believe that people in London are more clued up than people out in Surrey They've just got a wider range of diversity going on there. You ever heard of worldly wise? That's when somebody is wise to all things human. And I find it's more indicative of the people in London that I teach when I put them up against the people that I teach in Surrey. And besides, if I was to just work in Surrey, it would drive me absolutely crazy because I need to talk to people with a a high level of intellect. I'm not saying that the people out in Surrey don't have that. I'm just saying that they've forgotten themselves. I'm going to tell you about a girl later on, which proves my point entirely. There's another thing about London and the 
country folk. And we're talking about names. I mean, just the sheer people you meet alone in Surrey. Let's take this, for instance, the names of all the people that you would come across in Surrey. Names like Jane, Sue, Kim, Kate, Lynn, Mike. Now, they're the names that you will have to contend with. And what, what happens with that is if, if you meet any of those people and your friends of theirs, or they invite you to their house for tea, coffee, a meal, whatever it may be. You, with names like that, you're going to go into their house and you know what you're going to expect. You're going to expect a similar setup to your own house, yeah? With a name like Jane and Kim and Karen and what have you, you're going to expect those people to be like you, yeah? But when I teach out in London, there's a whole load of different names you've got to contend with there. You know, as opposed to saying Jane, Mike, Lynn, and so on, that makes your mind relax. Your mind's relaxed to those names. You're in your comfort zone. You're comfortable. You're happy. Yeah, you've got no worries to come to as far as pronouncing people's names and stuff. As I said to you a minute ago, everything's at home. Everything's set. Now, when you're in London and you've got so many different types of names to contend with, you've got um, Petra, Mothredis, Ketra, Younglu, Mihai, Rachel, Fuluku. With names like that, you don't know who's who, where you're going. Now, if I went into a, someone's house and her name is Feluku, I mean, close your eyes and imagine what that person looks like for a starters, yeah? Young Lu, you can imagine that person, right? So it's just conjuring up these imaginary people in your head. And if I say a name like Rachel and you, you close your eyes and you come up with that person, you're most probably right, but going into their home and seeing... A different culture. There will be so many things they may do different. They may have the, a lot of people take their shoes off now when they go into the house. Where do they get that from? Japan. I remember in the 70s, 80s, 90s, you rock up into someone's house and they didn't want you to take their shoes off. The hard floor thing came into play. Most people got hard floor now and just have to carpet in the bedrooms. There are so many things that we've taken from other cultures, food for instance, but the main thing, it keeps you switched on, it keeps your subconscious mind switched on, and that's what you want, you always want your subconscious mind switched on, because you've got no control over that, I'll come to that later on, but I want to talk about a girl called Sarah, I went to her house, and went into her bathroom, and um, wanted to wash my hands, and I washed my hands and looked over and she has some moisturising cream now. And I think, oh yeah, right, okay. And Sarah's white. This is significant, right? Sarah's white. I washed my hands and look over and she had hand cream there. Some people have hand cream, some people don't. The ones that don't, I don't get it, but it's their house. And this hand cream was really substantial. What I mean by substantial, it was able to moisturise my hands, Okay. I'm a black man living in a cold country and the skin dries out somewhat. So the moisturizer that we put on our skin is going to be more potent than what a white person will put on their skin. These are little things that people don't know, right? You just know this if, you, if you're in the know. The charity that Sarah works for brings children from South Africa over to the UK. And, um, well, they don't bring them over to the UK, but they have a charity where they help poor and deprived people in South Africa. She has also has another company and she works with the Africans from Nigeria. But nevertheless, she has Africans come into her house every now and again. More now than again, <laughs> i got to say. And this is why she put a decent hand cream in her bathroom because 
she was worldly wise to that matter. A lot of people in Surrey wouldn't even enter their mind that they need to do this because they don't have black people or any kind of different culture going to their house all the time. They may have me and a few other people, but, you know, it's the, it's how Londoners are. Londoners, if you live in London, you have a wide variety of friends. They're going to be Chinese, Indian, American, West Indian, African, Australian. It's just a repertoire of people. There's a different level of thinking from people that are based or live in London. Living in London is living in a multicultural environment. It's wonderful how everybody, all people in London, just embrace each other's culture. You know, this gives you an understanding about each other. It gives you an understanding about your fellow man. Making each one of us have a greater outlook on life, and that's just a wonderful thing. Do you know, I'm going to give you a little story here about a lady who worked in London and then stopped working and started just becoming a housewife. I say just. I'm sorry if I, if I, that came across a bit condescending, but just, uh, <laughs> get your words out. I know a girl who works in central London, doesn't anymore. She's a stay-at-home mum, just takes her kids to and fro from school and does other nice, leisurely things. And as I said in my last podcast, that I do a lot of emails. So whenever I wrote, I had a real serious email to write to somebody I would write my email I'm pretty good at writing my emails but then I would give it to this person and they would overlook it for the spelling the grammar and I give them full reign to do whatever changes they need to do because I trust the person now she would look at this letter or this email and she would tear it apart she would take my email and bend it rinse it entirely clean now my emails were pretty good when I gave them to her, they all have a powerful meaning. But when she took my email, she would give it venom, a deeper meaning, enduring, empathy, politeness, gentleness. And when that person's read that email, I always got a result from it. She had a gift for writing. It was astonishing. I've never seen anything like it before. It was pretty good. Now, she left that job, as I said, and started taking her kids to and fro from school and just enjoying life as it goes. When I ask her to do writing for me now, it's so different. It's still, I can see the skill is still there, but it's very flowery now. It's very mumsy. It's very wishy-washy. It's got all the things that she gave me before, without the venom, I've got to say, and it just sounds like a one big apology. Don't get, it's always good to apologise to people if you can get you where you're going to get or if you believe you're generally wrong. But you don't want to write an email to somebody to get something and just apologise, apologise, apologise because you won't get it. And she never actually got that because she was in a different place. She was in country folk land. It's a shame, really, because now I can't batter anybody up with the emails that I used to get from her. I'm learning to do it myself. In fact, she taught me something. She taught me how to write. And I've taken that all on board and I, I could write some great emails myself now using her methods, of course. I want to bring you to the point of this whole podcast today. 
And the point is this, is that if you happen to live out in the countryside and work in London, you've got the best of both worlds. Please make the most of it. It's great to be out in the countryside with the beautiful air and the nice people and stuff, but it's always important to get back into London, to get grounding, if anything. You know, London will ground you. Your brain is a biological mobile phone. Anything you put into your brain, it's going to receive it and take it in. It doesn't care how it goes in and it doesn't, it's not interested in what it is. It doesn't care what it is. So be careful what you put in there. Because whatever you put in your brain, like the mobile phone, it's going to show it. It's going to surface in the way of showing it to everybody else. So if you put nonsense in your brain, your subconscious is going to take it in, read it, process it and throw it out. And it might be thrown out to somebody who you will offend. So... Your subconscious mind is a very important part of your mind. So whatever you put in there, make sure you know what you're putting in there. Because once it's gone in there, you won't know it's in there until it rears its ugly head. You get the picture here? Now, this is the last podcast. Tomorrow is New Year's Day. And we're also going to be talking... Tomorrow's subject is about resolution myth. Yeah? (laughs) Are you making a New Year's resolution? you want to listen to tomorrow's show i'm going to tell you how you shouldn't do that all right (laughs) gonna be a good one look boys and girls don't drink too much tonight have a good time drink moderately they're gonna do fireworks tonight like they generally do i'm not sure i'm not sure but either way i'm gonna look out my window and have a one you all take care love you a lot both